you know, it's, it really doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Um, I think there's a quote in the Adjusting to Service Missionary Life booklet that God can use you as an effective tool no matter what your struggles are, no matter what your challenges are. Welcome to season two of the Call to Service podcast. In each episode, we highlight a service missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We are here to highlight the unique opportunities that disciples of Jesus Christ have to serve the one just as he did. I'm your host, Macy Herbert. This is season two, episode five, and today we are here with Elder Price. Woo-hoo. Yay. <laughs> okay, go ahead and introduce yourself, Elder Price. Yeah, so my name's Elder Price. Um, I'm in Canada. I was born in Lethbridge, Alberta, and I'm currently serving um, in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I've been a missionary for probably about almost 10 months now. So getting getting a little more seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, that pretty much sums me up. That's awesome. Um, do you have any siblings? Yeah, so I have a younger brother. Um, who's 14. Awesome. So just the two of you. That's so cool. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you do in Canada as a service missionary. Fun fact, you're the first Canadian missionary that we have had on the podcast. So this is exciting. (laughs) The funny thing about that, there isn't actually too many service missionaries, at least up in Edmonton. There's, I think, five of us. And I know some missions in Utah have like 150 service missionaries. And I can't help but be just a little bit jealous. <laughs> but uh, some of the things I do, well, um, it's snowing right now. We do a lot of snow shoveling as missionaries here in Canada. Um, but day to day, it really it really changes. It's every day kind of looks different. Um, but I do have typically just some some weekly services that I try to do. Um, and it's always I'm always changing my services as well I'm someone who doesn't like to stay in one place too long so my service um, like if you had asked me at the beginning of my mission what my schedule kind of looked like it'd be way different than what it is now um, so now I currently have quite a few projects on the go so I'm I'm a temple worker in the Edmonton Alberta temple for English and Spanish ordinances um, and then I'm hoping to learn um, the Tagalog ordinances as well, so I could, because they're in need of some Tagalog workers. Um, I'm an SMT facilitator. Um, so what that means um, as is when service missionaries start their service missions, whether they were originally assigned or transferred from a teaching mission to a service mission, they go through typically a three-week program known as service mission training, or the SMT. Um, which is run by other service missionaries just to help them adjust to service missionary life to learn the standards and expectations um, and then just a place to be spiritually uplifted and motivated so that's um, so last month i was more of a mentor but this time around i'll be an actual teacher which will be really awesome um, and then as well i'm do food bank uh, i serve at the hospital um, I do, I run the uh, activity dates program in Spruce Grove um, for for boys. Um, I as well, let me just pull up my schedule because I can never remember everything. 
Yeah. Yeah, most service missionaries have a lot on their plate. <laughs> um, we just finished this service, but there's a church-owned camp out here in Edmonton um, mm -hmm. with, like, lakeside property and a bunch of, like, cabins and, and stuff for, like, youth and young adults to go and spend time. Um, and so during the summer and spring seasons, we as service missionaries just like do yard work and maintenance um, out there, which is pretty fun. Um, some Sometimes the service involves me going like to the bottom of the lake and doing stuff there, which is pretty awesome. Um, and allowed, I think, as service missionaries. <laughs> yes. Um, as far as I'm aware. Um, but we just finished that because it's turned winter so it's kind of the camp is kind of closed um as well i do um i'm do you know are you familiar with just serve yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so i am a just serve specialist here in edmonton and so i call different charities and try to connect with different organizations and see if we can put their put their information on just serve and connect them with more community members and missionaries to go out and do some service for them um which is kind of cool. The Just Serve program, I know is a lot bigger in the States and it's not so big in Canada. I feel like we're kind of just up and up and going. Um, so it's, it's cool to be a part of that. Um, as well, I do, I teach English classes. And so Tuesday mornings, I meet with a student online who lives in Malawi. He's on a refugee camp right now. And we just practice English together, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then Friday nights and Saturdays, I teach English classes to recent um, immigrants and refugees who are in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably one of my more favorite services that I get to do. Um, and then I also go um, to different like um, soup kitchens and help out with meal prep and stuff and then help give out food to the homeless population here in Edmonton. Um, and then I just always try to volunteer for like upcoming like festivals and events that the community puts on. Um, so there's a lot of those around Christmas time and Remembrance Day. So, um, and then what else? So I when at the beginning of my mission, I had started kind of helping out in the Spanish branch in, mm -hmm. in Edmonton. There's a Spanish branch. Um, and so I would go there on Sundays. But now I'm kind of more involved with the YSA in Edmonton. And so one of my main responsibilities in the YSA ward is to call less active um, members and invite them to come back to church and activities and then also take new members through the temple. And so I think that that sums up most of my assignments. Wow, that is amazing. That is such such a unique so many unique opportunities that I that we really haven't heard of yet on the podcast so that's really fun um so how did you get called to a service mission to begin with yeah so this is kind of not not a crazy story but it was just unexpected for me so I I didn't expect to be called as a service missionary it was never like on my radar or my agenda I was like okay hey, I'm gonna go I thought I was going to go to either Sweden or Montreal mm -hmm. uh, for my mission. <clears throat> and so um, so I grew up in Lethbridge and then I moved to Spruce Grove, which is just beside Edmonton. And then so after high school, while I was waiting for my mission papers to go through, I moved back to Lethbridge. 
um, to live with my family down there. Um, and but my I kept my records in Edmonton, uh, and they're about five hours away, Lethbridge and Edmonton. And I was waiting and waiting for my call, and nothing was happening. And I kept pestering my my leaders in Edmonton, I was like, "Hey, what's happening?" Um, and then finally, one day, my state president in Edmonton called me while I was in Lethbridge, and he's like, "Hey, we need to meet like tonight, like right now. I have news for you." And I was like, "Okay," um, but he wouldn't tell me what it is over the phone. And so we met at a city halfway in Calgary uh, at the temple there. And then he told me, he's like, hey, we, the, you like you, you've been called on a service mission. And I was like, oh, didn't expect that. So that was, yeah, about 10 months ago. Wow. So it was just like completely out of the blue. Like there was no like medical records, like, or anything. It was just like, boom, service mission yeah it was yeah holy much. cow that is like that's a new one I I that's like unheard of at least from what I've heard but what a unique experience that's so cool I remember like I asked my state president I was like do you know the reason why I was called on a service mission he's like I really don't I'm like, okay wow talk about being like willing to serve wherever the Lord wants you to trying <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so talk about that. Like, what was that like being called onto a service mission just out of the uh, Well, it was a surprise. And it, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was happy about it at first. <clears throat> you know, at the same time, all my friends were getting their mission calls. And they, my friend got sent to Chile and my other friend got sent to Taiwan. And I have a friend in Ethiopia. And so these wild, crazy places, and I'm like, well, I'm actually staying here. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my patriarchal blessing, it had it had said, it talked a lot about my mission. And so it talked, I thought like, oh, you know, this means I'm going on a teaching mission. And so I was definitely caught off guard, um, assigned as a service missionary and took a lot of adjusting, uh, took a lot of redefining for myself and learning what a mission really is and what a mission really is about um and so it, it and it still it does it still is it's it's a constant um not constant how do i put it like a pro it's a progression you know mm-hmm. it's but i'm i'm just learning that you know what like a mission really isn't about where you go or what language you you serve in it's really just about ministering to the one as the savior would if he were here mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's definitely taken a big shift in perspective and a big adjustment in that way and I had to move back to Edmonton oh yeah so wow yeah I remember I so I served for eight months in California and then I transferred home and I remember reading my patriarchal blessing when it talked about my mission and I was like, is this right? Like it just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to come to terms with, but as you just kind of, as you get into the work and you commit yourself to being a disciple of Christ and being a missionary, it, it eventually comes, it comes. And maybe I don't know if it has come for you completely yet. I remember there was a time where I was like, why am I here? But it comes and like, you really start to see the reasons why, and maybe it won't even come until after your mission. Cause that also kind of happened for me. I saw 
the aftermath after it. And I was like, wow, this is, this was a huge blessing for me. So definitely like what you just said, definitely. I've, I've had those same thoughts. I'm like, you know, I, because a lot of times I feel like, Hey, am I, is this really where I'm meant to be? Like, is this what God actually had in store for me? Um, is this actually like, or am I here by mistake or did I do something wrong? Um, like, but it's, um, yeah, like, like you said, you just gotta, you gotta trust in those promises and you gotta trust that God, you are where God wants you to be. Um, oh, I was going to say something. What did I say? Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, but like you said about getting um, just like lost in the work, I think some of the best advice came from my service mission leaders. Um, at the end, it was, it was really humbling for them to say this. They were like, you know what, you just need to like kind of just forget about yourself and forget about what you want and just get lost in, in the work that you're doing. And when you do that, like it's it's so amazing, like what happens like to yourself, to your to your spirit, to just the people around you. Like it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I can testify of that as well. Cause it really, it really does work. Um, thank you so much for sharing kind of a like vulnerable part of your mission, because it's not it's not an easy thing to go through. Um, but do you have any other things that you would like to add about your mission or talk about? Oh, I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure I have lots to share. Um, I just, I just have keep, you know, keep reminding myself, like, you know, it's, it really doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Um, I think there's a quote in the Adjusting to Service Missionary Life booklet that God can use you as an effective tool no matter what your struggles are, no matter what your challenges are. And I've really come to know that for myself. Like, God's only ever had imperfect people to work with. Um, but if we are willing to be a tool in his hand, then we can accomplish, he can use us to accomplish his work, which is a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. Amen. I love that so much. This morning, um, was it this morning? The other day I was reading, just reading the scriptures. And in my mind, I was like pondering about Joseph Smith. Oh, I was reading in the New Testament and there were like some phrases that Joseph Smith had quoted or something. And I was just thinking about his experience and how like a 14 year old boy, like God literally and Jesus Christ literally appeared to a 14 year old boy and like step by step showed him how to restore Christ's church upon the earth. And we're continually like receiving that revelation. And I'm like, if God can work with a 14 year old boy, like my brother, my youngest brother is almost 14 and he is like a very obnoxious teenager. <laughs> and I'm like, if, if God can work with a 14 year old boy, like why can't he work with me? Or why do I think that I'm exempt from him providing miracles in my life or giving me revelation? Like I have to just be willing and show up and, be willing to connect with him and um and he works with that so well it's true for sure yeah thank you again so much for sharing your testimony with us and I guess just one more question I love to ask this question because it always brings such 
inspiring stuff, but like no pressure. Um, just how has your service mission brought you closer to Jesus Christ? Well, I mean, as a service missionary, every day you think about Christ. Every day you you wear his name on, on your chest. Um, and so he's kind of always at the forefront of your mind. And everything that you do centers around him and his purpose. Um, and so in that way, I've I've come to love the things that he loves, if that makes sense. Um, and do it. And hmm, how do I put it? I guess thinking in that way. I just I'm just filled with his spirit more often and the spirit can be my companion um and the spirit just testifies that you know that this work is is true it's a good work um and that Jesus Christ lives um and that he he has a purpose for all of us and he has a plan for all of us because he loves each of us absolutely okay well thank you so much Elder Price and I know that um this will touch a lot of lives. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and you can stream this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And be sure to share with your friends and spread the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you.